Greetings, fellow advanced study of learning classmates. This is Jacqueline Charlton, and I served as an evaluator for our assignment this week on the debate between cognitivism, behaviorism, and narrativist and culturalist learning theories. So let's get into it. To start, Group A, the cognitivists, gave strong arguments in explaining how the theory of cognitivism had a greater impact on learning than behaviorism. One convincing statement was made that from the cognitivist perspective, learning is a process of gathering all of the relevant pieces of information together until they begin to form a picture, kind of like pieces to a puzzle. Whereas the behaviorist perspective on learning focuses on achieving a specific outcome and not necessarily focusing on the development of the individual's potential in the learning process. Another point that was made uh, was that they believe that learning is proactive in finding new and innovative solutions as well as encourages the learner to be creative and take risks. In contrast to behaviorism, where learning is reactive and centered around a stimulus and response method that limits creativity. One statement from the cognitivist that resonated with me was that cognitivism goes beyond just outward behaviors of the, of the learner and focuses on the inward connections of the mind. So the process is just as important as the outcome. So group A gave some convincing points, but let's go on to group B, the behaviorists, and look at their views on why they think their theory is the best. Group B, the behaviorist group, also gave compelling arguments as to why Behaviorism is a theory that demands just as much respect as cognitivism, if not more. One compelling statement that was made was, as a global society, we function off of a system that depends on the philosophy of behaviorism. Uh, in that positive reinforcement, negative reinforcement, and punishment are utilized to encourage and enforce appropriate behavior. Another argument was also made that as a classroom teacher, the behaviorist perspective helps to control the overall class dynamic, which is necessary in order to meet the needs of every student. There were uh, many references drawn on the classroom environment and how behaviorism is essential to the learning environment 
as well as the manner in which teacher expectations are presented to the students in terms of routine and procedures. Uh, some other points were made uh, such that uh, stimulus and response are how teachers find ways to motivate student interest through rewarding success. Um, another statement uh, resonated with me uh, was that as teachers, the real work is creating the balance between conditioning the environment to create a structure for success and conditioning that does not harm or give way to intellectual damage through uh, teacher biases. You know, groups A and B, the cognitivist group and the behaviorist group, both gave some points to consider as we continue the discussion of the learning theory that is most beneficial. But now, let's go to group C. Group C is the culturalist and narrativist group. And we will examine their views on why their theory is the best. One viewpoint that was given was utilizing storytelling as a hook or attention grabber or as a way to engage students and set the stage or tone for learning. Um, as stated by one of, one of the group members, teachers can use the narrativist and culturalist ideology to create spaces for students to be seen and heard. This is also a way to sort through their feelings, find purpose in their emotions, um, and discover meaning in their own experiences and take those experiences and tie into what they're currently learning. Uh, one member used the method of the narrativist to tell the story of making a difference in the life of the student. Although the story did not discuss the discuss using the uh, narrativist's point of view in the learning process, the story itself spoke volumes to how storytelling can be used as a powerful tool to enhance the learning process. Using the narrativist's uh, point of view allows for the teacher to see and experience the entire student inside and outside of the classroom. The viewpoint of the narrativist and the culturalist that resonated with me was the reference to Hammond's six principles in which the brain works to indicate learning is taking place. Also, I have to mention the linguistic aspect that was addressed and developed through the narrativist and culturalist approach and its implications for learning. I can definitely see why the narrativist and the culturalist kind of went hand in hand because you know, through 
narration, students are able to use their cultural experiences to enhance their learning. So that was pretty good and that was, um, that's what stood out for me. I must say that all groups have strong arguments as to why their particular theory was the best to use within the classroom setting. Uh, it was very difficult for me to put my personal preferences aside to choose a winner. However, for the sake of this debate, the group that I thought gave the most convincing argument would have to go to the behaviorist. Although the naturalist and culturalist group was neck and neck and left me very conflicted in making my final decision. The behaviorist group made multiple references to the readings. You know, they tied in personal experiences. Um, they connected its impact on the classroom dynamic as well as linked back to the motivation behind why we do what we do in regard to receiving reinforcement or avoiding punishment. All of these factors were used to outline the importance of creating an environment that is conducive to the learning process. Although I don't personally agree with the behavioralist, um, behaviorist um, theory wholeheartedly, it does play a significant role in education today and within our classrooms, and we can't deny that. Well, thanks for listening. <laughs> Until next time, bye.